the good news is that we're winning. If you're a football fan and listening to this book, I hope that you take heart and realise what English football could become in the next few years, largely thanks to what you helped to achieve. On Sunday, 18th of April 2021, there was an attempted coup. John W. Henry, Joel Glazer, Stan Kroenke, Roman Abramovich, Sheikh Mansour and Joe Lewis attempted to steal the game from you, from us, from all of us who love football, who have grown up with it and for whom it is a huge part of our lives. It was a corporate heist, but the people fought back. And thankfully the government did the right thing and presented us with an extraordinary opportunity to reshape football thanks to the fan-led review, led by Tracy Crouch. This is a book that was born out of that proposal to form a European Super League and the subsequent anger it caused. But it goes back further than that. When I was sat watching Manchester United versus Burnley on that fateful day and launched into my attack on the European Super League, it was the final straw. Some people might think my interest in the governance of football and the anger I felt began that day. But the reality is that it was just a catalyst. I suppose I've always had some concerns about football. You could argue that I was schooled in it as a child, watching my mum and dad trying to hold a great community club like Bury together. Or as a pundit and journalist, watching the malign ownership of the Glazer family unravel after Sir Alex Ferguson retired. Or as an England player and coach, watching the FA try to grapple with big issues. Or as a club owner at Salford, seeing football stare into the abyss during the Covid shutdown. No, my anger has been building for a long time. As the pandemic started in the spring of 2020, former FA chairman David Bernstein had asked me to be part of a group called Saving Our Beautiful Game, a group that included the Mayor of Manchester, Andy Burnham, former Sports Minister, Helen Grant, Lord King, the former Governor of the Bank of England, former FA Executive David Davis, Olympic gold medalist Denise Lewis and lawyer Greg Scott. Over long Zoom calls during the pandemic, we plotted a way to make football better. We had all been involved in the game at different levels. Anyone can see that the Premier League is a world-leading product. Everyone in the group wanted to preserve that. But most people with any involvement in the game can also see that in terms of governance and regulation, the game is falling apart. Berry had proved that to me. My hometown club folded in 2019, devastating the community I grew up in. My family ties to that club run deep, as you'll see. The death of Berry seemed to be a wake-up call. It prompted the government to make their manifesto commitment for a fan-led review of football. Then Covid struck, and I spent much of that time on Zoom calls with League Two owners, genuinely concerned as to whether their clubs would survive as we shut down that current season and then prepared to start another without fans. In October 2020, we launched our manifesto. Its key point was that there should be a new independent regulator for football to make radical reforms. It should, one, decide on new ways of distributing funds to the wider game based on a funding formula and a fair levy payable by the Premier League. Two, set up a new and comprehensive licensing system for the professional game. Three, review the causes of financial stress in the English Football League, the EFL, including the levels of the solidarity payments down the football pyramid. It should decide whether parachute payments made to relegated Premier League clubs were fair 
and investigate the possibility of salary caps and a mandatory reduction in player wages if relegated. Four, implement governance reforms at the FA, which are essential to ensure it is truly independent, diverse and representative of English football today. Five, liaise with supporters' organisations to progress issues that are of concern to fans and provide a greater voice for supporters. Six, study lessons from abroad and seek to champion supporter involvement in the running of clubs. At that point, we couldn't have known that a counterplot was brewing, with motives diametrically opposed to ours, to make football a game for the few and not the many. Within six months of our plan dropping, John W. Henry and Joel Glazer outlined their vision for the future with the European Super League, enabled and supported by Stan Kroenke, Roman Abramovich, Sheikh Mansour and Joe Lewis. Where they saw a chance to make a game for the few, a private club for billionaires hiding away in tax havens or in jurisdictions outside European and UK legislation, we were trying to build a game for the people, to rebalance the direction of travel. We wanted to steer us back to what football was intended to be. They wanted to drive off into the distance with the crown jewels. The truth is that football in this country has been rusting and rotten beneath its glamorous sheen. We've all just muddled along because the Premier League is such good entertainment content, it was easier not to challenge. Pep and Jürgen, Jose and Rafa, Mohamed Salah, Kevin De Bruyne, Eden Hazard, Manchester United's treble, transfer deadline day, big money signings, all of this prime content has distracted us from what football really is and what it could be again. But sometimes there's a breaking point, and a mix of American capitalists an oligarch about whom evidence before the High Court in 2012 clearly showed had privileged access to Vladimir Putin and a British tax exile sunning himself in the Bahamas managed to find ours. It was stupid of them, really. But it seems the tensions around Covid and the pandemic panicked them into making their move. Now they can't take it back. <laughs>